Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. The early states of the COVID-19 pandemic, including its origins, was engineered in a laboratory. I do not believe this somehow came from a bat to a human. The administration shut down the previous administration's investigation. Why? Incursions into our airspace. Transparency about UFOs confirmed by the Pentagon. It's been a long time coming. Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Lamprecht on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. And there you have it, folks. Uh, The coronavirus actually came here from a UFO in outer space. (laughs) Uh, Lots to talk about. We'll get to uh, coronavirus and Cousin Eddie shutting down the uh, Trump investigation into coronavirus in a moment. Um, First of all, uh, we mentioned to you was it a week and a half ago that Donald Trump would be coming to uh, Greenville to speak at the North Carolina Republican Party convention, the state convention. And uh, initially they announced that no press would be allowed. Uh, Guess what? They changed their mind. I think we said that the day we announced that no press would be allowed, that we said, uh, hmm, this is going to be interesting to see if that changes. It was announced today that uh, press will be invited to the event, which takes place uh, June 5th, Saturday, June 5th at 530 there will be a live stream option available via WITN TV. And uh, so if you're not going to be able to go, by the way, I saw uh, an email today saying that there's still tickets available to some of the meals. I, I sort of doubt if that includes the Donald Trump uh, dinner. I would think that would be. Yeah, that's probably sold out <laughs> yeah. long ago. But uh, there are tickets available to, uh, if you want to see Christy Nome, certain people like to. See Christy Nome, present company. What was that number again? <laughs> anyway, um, uh, you you will be able to watch Donald Trump live at the uh, North Carolina State Convention. There was a shooting out in San Jose, California, earlier today. It left eight people dead. Nine people, if you conclude the uh, suspect, who has now been identified. Um, what was his name? Uh, he was Samuel Cassidy, who was an employee of the Valley Transportation Authority, where the incident took place. Santa Clara County Sheriff's spokesperson, Deputy Russell Davis, said several explosive, explosive devices were found inside a building at the VTA Control Center. A bomb squad was at the scene. There was no present danger to the community. There was also a house that was set on fire just before the shooting started. A nearby house, uh, well, I should say a house nearby the home of the suspect. Hmm. Uh, All rather bizarre. So no motivation. Apparently this guy was an employee where the shooting took place. Uh, You know, was it another situation where you had somebody went postal and was upset? Uh, It didn't say (laughs) he was a former employee. Apparently he was an employee and uh, started shooting. Uh, of course, the White House wasted no time in uh, pointing to the fact that we need more gun control <laughs> immediately. Never let a good crisis go to waste. Nope. Uh, I will say, in response to the White House, too bad one of the victims was not armed and took could have taken the guy out right. before uh, he took out eight other people. Is that like a, the city or county bus authority? Is that I think what it's it a is? train station. Train station, okay. Or a, a train, yeah, where, where they bring... You know, switch freight cars in and out. I guess okay. it was a, a, a yard, a mm-hmm. train yard at the time, or, or uh, where it took place. So anyway, um, uh, you're going to see more 
gun control advocates come out once again. Never let a crisis go to waste. If you've wondered whether or not Joe Biden was beholden to the Chinese, uh, the communist Chinese. Chacoms, yeah. Yeah. Uh, wonder no more. The Biden State Department ended an inquiry, inquiry into the origins of COVID-19. Uh, this is something that Trump started, and it was continuing. What's interesting is also today... The intelligence community has come, and again, this is out of the, the Biden administration, has come in and said, um, okay, well, there's likely two scenarios for this COVID-19 outbreak. Uh, the first scenario involves a human coming in contact with an infected animal. The second scenario involves a laboratory incident, accident. Um <laughs> <laughs> this is new news. Yeah. Is that is this not what we've been talking about for the last year? And the Biden administration comes up. Oh, big news. Big news. We've gotten it down to two things. And again, you know, so what's the third option? It came in on a UFO. You know, and, and on a daily basis, we indict the national news media here. And, yeah. and here's another indictment. Yeah. It, it should be shameful as a journalist what they did for the last year ignoring this, ignoring this obvious to anybody with a brain that everything that Fauci was saying, well, one thing, Fauci changed his story on a weekly basis. All the time. And, and plus, every, th- every time he said something, it didn't make sense. And, and constantly, constantly, the news media would say, you know, Trump's a conspiracy theorist. Uh, no evidence, yeah. no evidence. Yeah. Where's your evidence? Where's yeah. your evidence? Yeah. You know, yeah. and... Oh, 18 months ago, he said it came from the lab. And to my friends in public health that I have some that have looked at me like I'm a conspiratorial nut, and you've worshipped Anthony Fauci like a god, I was right and you were wrong Thank if you. you're listening. <laughs> because, you know, the thing that my granddad always told me, just remember this, the truth is easy to remember. Yes. And Fauci... It's, it's stories Had a changing damn all the bad time. Memory, excuse my Cha- frankness. Con- constantly changing. Even today, even today, Senator, there was a, there was a hearing up in Washington, a Senate uh, committee hearing, and Fauci was asked by a Senator Braun whether or not you know he's he because he's always talking about transparency now. Oh, and we need to investigate the. Senator Braun said, okay, why don't you go to the president and ask him to declassify the things that would not go against national security, but declassify what we know so we can get to the bottom of this? And Fauci wouldn't do it. Mm, he no. said, no, no, I, he, I know. I mean, he, just, he didn't come out and just say, no, I won't do it. Well, you know, I, uh, you know it's, I, I don't know that I'm in a position to ask the president that. Fauci should have been fired long ago. Well, there is a um, proposed firing of Fauci. It's called the FIRED Act. It stands for Fauci Incompetence Requires Early Dismissal Act. Got to be Rand Paul behind this. (laughs) No, but Rand Paul, I do have some information on Rand Paul. Representative Warren Davidson from Ohio, Republican, yesterday proposed the FIRED Act, Fauci Incompetence Required Early Dismissal Act. Dr. Fauci represents everything that President Eisenhower warned us about in his farewell address, 
the scientific technical elite steering the committee, steering the country rather, toward their own ends. Americans have had decades of Fauci's leadership, and he's publicly failed to respond appropriately to the COVID-19 pandemic. It is time for him to step aside so that new leadership can follow the science and start opening up America, Davidson said in a statement. Davidson bill sets a 12-year term limit for appointees serving in the capacity of the director of National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, which Fauci has had. You can take a guess of when he started this job. Well, he's probably early 70s, so he's probably been there 45 years. 40 years. Yeah. Nearly 40 years. Started in 1984. Not quite 40 years. A government bureaucrat. Yeah. That's never had a patient. <laughs> and and the, the thing that this Representative Davidson is inferring here... What, what, was, what was the big thing that President Eisenhower always warned against? The industrial complex. Yeah. The military-industrial military war, uh, the, the, yeah. the war complex. And that was coming from the, the, yeah. the head of the Allied Forces. Exactly. The, general, the Allied Forces. The. So uh, the inference here, when he goes, I mean, at least this, this is what popped into my mind, is that— um, when he brought in Eisenhower into the equation, he was basically saying, uh, "Is Fauci lining his pockets here?" I think. So. Yeah. Oh, I think he is. Oh, I'd love time. to see his tax returns. Big time. Uh, Davidson's bill sets a 12-year term limit, and uh, in the wake of massive missteps by Fauci and his subordinates in the handling of the Corona uh, pandemic. This bill addresses an oft-overlooked issue: the lack of accountability for unelected bureaucrats. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Under doubt, Dr. Fauci's guidance, Americans have lost confidence in the National Institutes of Health and Centers for Disease Control, leading to confusion and serious government overreach that has threatened Americans' livelihoods and freedoms. Despite successful treatment therapies, a historic vaccination development, and decreasing cases, Dr. Fauci has continued to advise healthy, low-risk Americans to continue to act as if the pandemic were out of control after overseeing nearly a year of draconian public policy, health policies that have de decimated the U.S. economy. A few examples of Fauci's failures. One, claiming that there's very little risk to Americans in January of 2020. Opposing President Trump's China travel ban, then crediting it, uh, then, uh, crediting it with saving lives. It is interesting how these people on the left, and Fauci's, uh, uh, you know, I mean, he might have been up there with Trump, but he was left. He is so far left of center, just right there with Biden. Uh, is, is it not curious how the Chai Coms are always being defended by these people? Oh, yeah. Always. And, I, you know, it comes to the, the green stuff. Yeah, I think it involves more than him being left. I think he was involved financially. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And his fanny's on the line. Mm -hmm. and, if it, and the fact that he doesn't want this information, you know, when Braun asked him, you know, let's let's declassify. No, 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 no. Let's not let's not declassify that. Um, what else? He said, uh, oh, yeah, he, he came out when Abbott, uh, the governor of Texas, said no masks. He said, oh, it's this. He was right there with Joe Biden when Joe Biden called him on a bunch of Neanderthals. Mm -hmm. Fauci was right there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, you can't do that. Uh, and he was wrong. Yep. There was no issues down in Texas. Fauci has defended allocating $600,000 to a group called Echo Health Alliance, which then paid the Wuhan Institute of Virology 
to study the risk of bat coronaviruses could mutate and infect humans. You know, it's it's just really curious how you know they're and I, look, I, I'm not a scientist. I, I'm this is way out of my league, but how this jumping from a bat to a human overnight, and by the way. Uh, apparently, they have tried to take the coronavirus back to bats. Mm-hmm. They've tried to infect bats with coronavirus, and it, it doesn't do well. I mean, bats basically are immune to it. <laughs> and yet we continue to, uh, even today, even today when Fauci was talking to Brown, and he not only said, no, I will not ask for there to be a declassification, but he, he still came out today and said, well, it could be that it was an accident from a lab, but more than likely it was just a, a, an act of nature. It just so, happened naturally. See, I really think uh, both Trump and um, Secretary of State, Pompe- uh, Pompe- Mike Pompeo. Pompeo. Yeah. Um, I, I and and they, by, Pompeo was the one that started this investigation oh, yeah, that, that yeah. Biden stopped today. I, I think early on that you know, they said it was just Trump making up stuff. He had information. Right. It was just it was to the point where they just couldn't disclose it. It was just too dangerous to disclose it. Well, over the last four years, we'd say time and time and time again when we were doing this program, don't underestimate Donald Trump. Because you know, he would come out with a statement, and it, there would be times that you know I'd, I'd be looking at these statements, and I said, "Wow, that seems far fetched." And then uh, three or four months would go by, and Donald Trump was proven right, mm-hmm. time and time again. You know, the guy he he isn't a politician; he's a businessman, and and he knows the truth is going to catch up with him. So when he makes these statements, and the reason why he makes them with such confidence is exactly what you just said: they had inside information. Well. I, I said long ago, and people look at me like you know, I'm a conspiratist. Maybe I am, but long ago, I said it made no sense that in Shanghai, which is basically the economic center of China, and Beijing, which is the government economic, it's basically like right. our Washington, D.C., right. and New York, um, according to China, had very little problems. You know, that told me they had a, they, I think they've had a vaccine for well over a, a year. How can you get a vaccine quickly if you developed it? Yeah. Well, and <laughs> if you developed the virus, I, you know, hey. And is that why they released it? I'm, they had a vi- They had a vaccine. And we didn't. I mean, we're speculating here, but I think it's an interesting. Speculation. I mean, you had you had scientists in China in what October and November talking about this that you never heard from again. <laughs> you know. There was a guy named David Asher who was apparently leading the investigation, the, the Trump-Pompeo investigation, as to where did this start. And uh, he's and he, he got canned, and, of course, a lot of your um, bureaucrats said that you know, he wasn't doing a good job. Asher told Fox News that certainly the Chinese Communist Party engaged in a huge cover-up over the stealth ability of COVID to transmit to human-to-human. The cover-up continues... And it's, I mean, you see the cover-up. I mean, China won't let the information out. Who it doesn't, uh, World Health Organization is not allowed access. Asher added he doesn't know why the Biden team would doubt an effort to carry out a fair and accurate investigation into a subject that is increasing numbers of leading scientists are now calling to study. So you have more and more scientists said we need to investigate, we need to find out. You have Joe Biden shutting it down. You have Fauci, even though he's talking about transparency, he's not pushing Biden in any particular direction. And uh, Asher says he doesn't know why. I can tell you why. 
because they're afraid the truth is going to come out. Oh yeah, and the and the WHO director, director of the World Health Organization, um, <clears throat> the doctor. I think he's from one of the North African You're countries. Right. I can't remember. He's his in name. the pocket of China. He's yeah, he's in their pocket. Yeah. I mean, it, that's that's well documented. That, yeah. Uh, oh yeah. That China's funded all sorts of oh, things yeah. for him. Yeah. So yeah. how can you trust the World Health Organization? Trump did the right thing, was leaving the World Health yep. Organization, and Biden, Biden immediately back jumps in. back in. Yep. And we were paying like 25, 30 times what China was as far as funding the membership. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And and who gets all – it's a typical. We, we pay the bills and everybody else gets the benefits. Um, there was a rare moment of bipartisanship in the uh, Senate today. We'll have that when we get back. And uh, much more. Love to hear from you. 561-8255. We'll be right Man, I've got certain information, all right? Certain things have come to light, and this could be a, a lot more uh, 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 complex. I mean, it's not just, it might not be just such a simple, uh, you know? Sharing certain information is perfect for the drive at five with Tom and Beanie. What in God's holy name are you blathering about? News now and when it breaks with lots of blathering in between. Well, I'll tell you what I'm blathering about. Welcome back to News and Views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Okay, we are back taking a look at your weather forecast. Uh, tonight, partly cloudy with a low around 68. Thursday, a chance of showers and thunderstorms in the afternoon. Otherwise, mostly sunny with a high near 93. It was hot out there today. It was <laughs> hotter than a snake's butt in a wagon rut. I've not heard that one before. Haven't heard that one? I have not. <laughs> Tomorrow night, a chance of showers, uh, otherwise partly cloudy, low around 68. Friday, a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 o'clock. Friday night, a chance of showers and thunderstorms again. It gets cool for the weekend. The uh, low over the weekend will be back in the 70s. Actually, Sunday, they're talking about a high of 68 on Sunday wow. with a, a 40% chance of rain. So, anyway... Um, if you like hot weather, you can enjoy the next couple of days. We really need the rain. You were saying you're out your way. You had like an inch of rain yesterday? Inch, inch and three quarters. Wow. Yesterday afternoon, yeah. Send some to us. We don't have uh, – we didn't have much here. I don't think there was any in Greenville. The uh, Daily Wire is reporting on a rare moment of bipartisanship. Senator Rand Paul has been among the most vocal lawmakers questioning the received wisdom of medical experts throughout the pandemic, pushing back especially on Anthony Fauci. Most recently, Paul grilled Fauci about grant money from the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases and alleged that allegedly went to the Wuhan Institute. And uh, he said, we don't know whether the pandemic started in a lab in Wuhan or evolved naturally. Paul said in a press release, while many still deny funding gain-of-function research in Wuhan and experts believe otherwise, the passage of my amendment ensures this will never happen in the future. So Fauci and uh, Rand Paul were going back and forth. And we got our sound back on our headphones. Uh, Going back and forth just last week, Fauci, you know, he was pretty adamant that there was no money that had gone to the Wuhan Institute from his oversight. Well, it was a shell game. It went from his direct oversight, and they sent it over to this, um, was it Echo Health Labs? Yeah. 
and they sent the $600,000 to Wuhan. Uh, so anyway, today they put it all to rest. Here is Rand Paul from earlier today. Cut three. From Kentucky. We may never know whether the pandemic arose from the lab in Wuhan, but we do know that so far no intermediate animal host has been discovered. Thousands of animals at the wet market have been looked at. None of them have carried COVID-19. We've tried to infect COVID-19 into bats. It doesn't grow well in bats. It seems most adapted and suitable for humans. We may not know whether this ever arose out of a Wuhan lab, but I think gain-of-function research, where we take a deadly virus, sometimes much more deadly than COVID, and then we increase its transmissibility to mammals is wrong. In 2014, NIH stopped all of this research. I'm using the same definition to say any gain-of-function research should not be funded in China with U.S. taxpayer dollars, and I recommend a yes vote. Thank you. Mr. President, I ask unanimous consent to vitiate the 60-vote requirement for this amendment and yield back time. Is there objection? Without objection. All time is yielded back. The question is now on the amendment. All those in favor say aye. aye. Opposed, nay. It seems as if the ayes have it. <laughs> the so, amendment is agreed to. So this is interesting. They, they cheered afterwards. It was a unanimous vote. And this was Senate Amendment 2003, which was added to the Bipartisan Endless Frontier Act, which bans the National Institute of Health the NIH and any other U.S. agency from funding Chinese gain-of-function research, which, uh, uh, again, is probably what caused the uh, COVID vac uh, virus. But I, you know, was curious. On one hand, you think, vo vo voice vote. Okay, let's, yeah, we're all for it. Let's vo voice vote. But, but wait a minute. It also means that you're not on record. Oh, yeah, yeah. And when they, when they started hollering give us a voice vote without objection they had a voice vote it passed unanimously nobody voted against it but no no votes were recorded mm -hmm. so now you know they can't point the finger that they went against cousin eddie yeah a little cut there sounded like british parliament or something you know uh, you can hear uh. them in the background <laughs> but you know I, I guess you saw the, the fauci testimony when Rand paul was was quizzed from last week from yeah. last week fauci was playing semantics and it, oh yeah it, was, oh, it yeah. was so obvious with, oh yeah with people with the brain i realize there's people on the left that that you know were willfully ignorant but he was he was playing semantics there i mean it's like if i was you know, if you asked me well hey did you give tom lampert a hundred thousand dollars well no hmm but, you know, maybe some corporation I own did. Right. <laughs> you know I mean? yeah. it, was that, like, it was that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, when he said, you know, basically he said, uh, well, no, I didn't. I didn't give, uh, you know, our, our uh, agency didn't uh, give it to the Wuhan. No, you gave it to somebody else and they gave it to yeah, Wuhan. Yeah, and he kept repeating the phrase. I, I don't recall it, but he kept repeating the phrase exactly over and over and over again. And that told me, okay, he's lying, but he's not technically lying. Yeah, right, <laughs> and he can't be you know he can't be charged for lying. And and Rand Paul called him on it. Uh, yeah, well, Senator Ball, I have to disagree with that. Uh, Town Hall is reporting. Now this is interesting. All this is coming out today. New findings reported yesterday in a University of Louisville study challenge what has been 
the prevailing belief that mask mandates are necessary to slow the spread of the Wuhan coronavirus. The study notes that 80% of U.S. states mandated masks during the COVID-19 pandemic, and while mandates induced greater mask compliance, they did not predict lower growth rates when community spread was low or high. So it doesn't matter whether it was spreading high or spreading low, they're saying the mask had nothing to do with it. Among other things, the study conducted using data from the CDC covering multiple seasons, so it didn't matter whether it was summer or winter, whether you wore one mask or two masks, didn't matter whether the spread was high or whether it was low. They're coming out and they're saying it didn't work. Our findings do not support the theory that the COVID transmission rates decrease with greater public mask use, notes the University of Louisville report. Researchers stated that masks may promote social cohesion as rallying symbols during a pandemic, but risk compensation can also occur before listing some observed risks that accompany masks wearing. Let me translate that. It, it, what they're saying is, okay. Virtue signaling. Yeah, exactly. It's virtue signaling. Ooh, signaling. ooh yeah. we liberals feel so good about ourselves <laughs> because we're wearing masks. And, and the mask Nazis would get out there. And, I mean, you heard stories about people getting in fistfights because somebody wasn't wearing a mask or yelling at somebody at a, in a public place because they weren't wearing a mask. And now the University of Louisville, who's no conservative institution, they've come out and said, it didn't make any difference. I had my brother, he had someone approach him last week in the grocery store and saying, what, no mask? And, well, <laughs> I can't t- say exactly what my brother said. but You uh, know exactly what the source is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do that, Anthony. They went on to say prolonged mask use of four hours a day or more promotes facial alkalinization. Uh, Alkalization. Is that how you pronounce it? Alkalines. Alkalines. Hmm. Alkalization, I guess is how you pronounce it. And inadvertently encourages dehydration, which in turn can enhance barrier breakdown and bacterial infection risk. In other words, you are actually making things worse by wearing a mask. It inadvertently encourages dehydration, which in turn enhances barrier breakdown and bacterial infection risk. This is unbelievable. <laughs> British cl- uh, clinicians have reported masks to increase can they increase headaches, sweating, and decrease cognitive precision. Survey bias, notwithstanding, these after effects are associated with medical errors by obscuring nonverbal communication. Masks interfere with social learning in children. Likewise, masks can distort verbal speech. Well, that's obvious, and remove visual clues to uh, the detriment of individuals with hearing loss clear face shields improve visual uh, integration but there is a corresponding loss of sound quality and basically they're saying there that uh, wearing masks is a pain in the butt uh, the study also noted that the mandates put in place by many states in line with the CDC guidance at the time were poor predictors of covid-19 spread in summary mask mandates Uh, and use were poor predictors of COVID-19 spread in the United States. Case growth was independent of mandates at low or high community rate spreads. Uh, The mask did not predict case growth during the summer, winter, or fall. It didn't matter whether you wear one mask, two masks, where you lived, cold or hot. They didn't work. 
Unbelievable. They do make you feel bad if you wear one for an extended period of time. Um, I've, I've worn one when when required to, or if, if a business you know if a business says right. says that I'm gonna, I'm gonna follow their rules. But well, now, well look, if if a business says you got to wear a green shirt to come in here, if I want to go in there, I'll put on a green shirt. Yeah. But that's because I believe that the private property is to be respected. But and, if, and if someone's got underlying health conditions and they feel more comfortable for me wearing a mask, I'll wear one. But otherwise, but it, I'm not. Basically, they were, it was meaningless. Yeah. As you say, it was virtue signaling. Oh, we feel so good about ourselves. Part of that it. is the big red flag. <laughs> Did he say flag? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Unbelievable. You want a baseball score update? Yes, I do. East Carolina Pirates, end of the fifth inning, 11. Cincinnati Bearcats, one. Good. Wow. Because the Bearcats had the, what, the bases loaded a couple innings ago? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's good news. We need to keep winning from here on out. Uh, speaking of uh, COVID, Governor Gretchen Whitmer, the Michigan uh, governor, she has been caught almost as much as Gavin Newsom. She was caught. Um, she, she, you know, she had a protocol, and it was pretty uh, restrictive, even up to just a, a week or so ago when she was caught. That if you're eating inside or outside, you had to be six feet apart, for, and you couldn't have more than six patrons seated together. Um, anyway, they just just like they caught Newsom out in California partying, and that was a year ago almost. Um, right after she issued this, no more than six people, six feet apart. Now, I guess you, I guess your group didn't have to be six feet apart, but each group could only have a maximum of six, and then you had to be six feet apart from the next group. So they, they got pictures of her and her buddies boozing it up. There's 12 of them. Oh, yeah, shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, yeah. they're really close. Two days later, <clears throat> after she was caught, she rescinded the order. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, she was also, you know, she had this travel restriction, and uh, then she went down to Florida. She was the same one last summer when you were supposed to travel. Her husband wanted to go to the house on the lake that they owned, apparently, and uh, he, he take the boat out of the marina yeah, or something. Yeah, and and you know he was telling the 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 whoever headed up the marine the marina, hey, I'm the I'm the husband of the governor. You know, do, do me a favor. <laughs> I typical. Well, there was a Michigan pizzeria owner. Uh, it's sort of interesting. Her uh, last name is Pavlos. Hackney, 55 years old. She fled from Poland in 1983, arrived in the United States in 1988, became a citizen in 1992, living out the American dream, started her own pizzeria, 55 years old. She was arrested and put in jail Mm -hmm. because she violated Whitmer's stringent COVID-19 restrictions and remained open. The exact reason she came to the United States to escape yes. a tyrannical government yes. like that. And she ends up in Michigan where she has a tyrannical governor. So anyway, she was arrested for violating Whitmer's orders. And again, the, these orders, you know, that's the other thing is, you know, these are executive orders. These are, and you know, they, they probably had something in Michigan, which I'm sure the legislature, if they're, I think Michigan's controlled by Republicans. I'm not sure. But if they, they so. if they yeah. are, I'm sure they're trying to rein in their governor, like our guys are trying, and gals are trying to rein in uh, Cooper. Cooper. 
But um, anyway, this woman, this uh, woman who's an immigrant from Poland, she wants the governor arrested. She says, listen, if you're going to come arrest me for violating her executive orders, she has violated her own executive orders not once but twice. She needs to be arrested. What's good for the goose? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't hold your breath, Ms. Uh, Pavlos Hackney. God bless you. I hope (laughs) I'd love to see you win that, that argument and have the governor arrested I, I just i think that's a long shot you know there's a report out that um that she was actually biden's choice for vice presidential candidate i mean right wow. right to the last minute of basically uh jim is it jim clyburn from south carolina right 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 yeah basically said, hey you, you promised it was gonna be a black person and um but i just read something recently that jill biden was like she did not want kamala harris because of you know Calling uh, Joe a racist and a oh, rapist. Yeah, and a, yeah. The yeah. That, that article was just out last week yeah. that uh, she was not happy with. Can you uh, imagine this person? I mean, Harris is bad enough, but. Wow. I mean, if Gretchen Whitmer was, you know, in Germany in 1939, she'd be an SS officer. Oh. <laughs> Send your emails to Benny. Stay <laughs> with us. We'll be right back. can get back to normal, but I don't think we'll ever discover what normal is again. And the journey begins here with news and views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Welcome back in. The Federalist, along with a lot of other media outlets, is reporting on Joe Biden's pick to lead the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms and Explosives. Um, Hunter Biden? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, might as well be. The The guy's name is uh, Davis Chipman. And this guy is a, a piece of work, just, just like everyone else he's nominating. I mean, it's Christine Clark, who's just a, a racist. Uh, the, the person he's putting in charge of energy was, you know, a, a lobbyist for some green energy company. This guy was working for the last number of years for an organization that was working to uh, promote all kinds of uh, gun legislation that would ban assault rifles, ban magazines. I mean, they basically want to do away with all guns. They want to mm-hmm. take away your Second Amendment rights. Is he from California? I'm not sure where he's from originally. Mm-hmm. But um, he, he was also the guy that um, came under fire after falsely claiming that the Branch Davidians shot down government helicopters during the Waco, Texas uh, siege in '93. Um, he has also come under uh, a lot of negative comments for his comments mocking Americans as zombie preppers for buying guns during government-mandated lockdowns. Um, <laughs> Did he not watch the television and look at Portland and Minneapolis yeah, and yeah. New York no, and that's everywhere no reason, else? No, that's no reason to, to arm yourself. <laughs> By the way, I went and bought uh, some ammo today, and it's, it's getting better. 
I went over to uh, Academy, you know, Academy Sports. I mentioned this the other day. They get ammo in on uh, Wednesdays and Sundays, Saturday nights and, and uh, Tuesday nights. So I went over the first thing this morning and got in line. They opened up at 9 o'clock. Got there about 20 minutes before they opened and just went over my uh, emails on my phone and uh, opened up and walked in and got a couple of boxes of ammo. So uh, there was probably maybe 30 people in line. So, you know, I mean, a, a few weeks ago, the line went away all the way around the building practically. Wow. But uh, it's uh, so it's getting better. So perhaps they're starting to catch up with the demand. But anyway, getting back to this guy, David Shipman. He was uh, being uh, cross-examined for to, to head up uh, ATF, al- alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. It was Ted Cruz who was asking him some questions. Now, he was just, I think it was Shelton Whitehouse who had just asked him before Ted Cruz started questioning him if his views on the Second Amendment were in line with the American public, and you know, of course, oh, well, of course they are. Of course they are. Yeah, I'm. You know, everything the American public's for, I'm for. Uh, so he asked him when it came time for Ted Cruz to ask him about uh, follow up. Uh, he asked him his specific views on AR-15s. Clark, this is uh, cut number two. Clark, oh Clark, Clark is on the telephone. Clark, can you? Uh, Thank you, Clark. Cut number two. Mr. Chairman, a minute ago, uh, Senator Whitehouse asked you if any of your views on guns are out of step with the majority of the American people. Um, The AR-15 is one of, if not the most popular rifle in America. It's not a machine gun. It's a rifle. Uh, Your public position is that you want to ban AR-15s. Is that correct? Senator, uh, thank you for the question, and thank you for our visit yesterday and offering me a Dr. Pepper. It made me reminisce about my time in Central Texas. But now to your uh, question. Uh, With respect to the AR-15, I support uh, a a ban as as has been presented um, in uh, a Senate bill. Uh, and supported by the president. Um, The AR-15 is a gun I was issued on ATF's SWAT team, and it's a particularly lethal weapon, um, and regulating it as other particularly lethal weapons um, I have advocated for. um, As ATF director, if I'm confirmed, I would simply enforce the laws and the books, and right now um, there is no such uh, ban on those guns. So you want to ban the most popular rifle in America? Yeah, but his views line up with the American public. So he supports a ban as presented in a Senate bill, which, by the way, did not pass. (laughs) And he said he would enforce the laws on the books. Yeah, right. I mean, this is, uh, I mean, this administration is Obama 2.0. And what did Obama 1.0, you know, they, they went all around Congress. They had their pen and their phone, and they're going to do whatever they darn well pleased. Circumventing Congress whenever particular. But, but wait a minute. I mean, he, he comes out and says the AR-15 is particularly lethal. <laughs> what the heck does that mean? I mean, I, you know, <clears throat> set aside a BB gun. Aren't all guns lethal? Isn't that the idea behind them? That they're lethal? I can't tell you how many more lethal guns than I have. I have than what an AR-15 is. That that is the most ridiculous thing I have ever heard. But I mean, a, a thirty-eight <laughs> or a twenty-two. I mean, if you use it in the right way. I mean, now if if somebody's coming to you and they're high on drugs, I don't know if a twenty-two would drop them or not. But if you get them in the right place, it would. I mean, the idea behind 
a firearm is that it is lethal, that it is the ultimate counter for the bad guys, that when you're in trouble and someone is attacking you, you have the ability to stop that person. I don't know. These people, I'm surprised he didn't say, I want to outlaw AR-15s and 16s. Bingo. I mean, he don't, I, I, well, he don't, he don't and, know anything about. He doesn't know anything. He doesn't know anything about weapons. If he said it makes that statement because it's particularly lethal, that, that's ridiculous. John Kennedy, Senator John Kennedy, my favorite guy in the Senate. Um, he oh, shucks, Kennedy. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he's a great guy. Yeah, Cracker like barrel humor. I love the guy. Uh, he has come out with a little comment for the NRA. Folks, I believe that love is the answer, but you ought to own a handgun just in case. (laughs) I mean, that's that's John Kennedy. All I believe love is the answer. Where the source is, I believe love is the answer, but you better get a handgun just in case. I mean, look, you know what? That's exactly what the average. Second Amendment, Amendment proponent believes in. Mm-hmm. The people that are following the Constitution, they, they would you line them up. They'll all agree with that statement. I believe in love, but own a handgun just in case. Kind of like Augustus McRae said, I'd rather have it and not need it than need it and not have it. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Oh, we're back. Here we are. We're back, but we got to go. Uh, <laughs> Good time. We had John Kennedy fill up our hour along with uh, Rand Paul and uh, Anthony Fauci. So uh, listen, we'll do it again tomorrow. If you're on hold and you didn't get to, we didn't get to your phone call. Give us a call back tomorrow. Love to talk to you. And uh, have a good night. It's hot out there. Hopefully we'll get some rain, and uh, we'll do it all again tomorrow. Play a little political trivia. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye. <laughs>